Are you sure the false transponder code is working? For the eighth time, yes, it is transponding a false code. We will not be identified. Because I don't need to remind you of what will happen if we get ID'd. Our ship would be flagged as rebel, all dealing with Imperial contracts are severed, and we become fugitives of the Empire. Anything I miss? That's if we get away. We'll be tortured, terminated, disintegrated, and that's if we're lucky. No need to be so tense. No one's going to be left around to identify anything anyway, let alone this ship's fake ID. Who's tense? I'm not tense. I mean, I'm, I'm cooler than the ice on Hoth. Yeah, sure you are. What's their ETA? Uh, two minutes. Once my squad disables the shuttle, we dock, take them off hostage, then we strip the ship of any intel, and you guys tow it to another sector. Activate the beacon, then we all get out of here. Got to put all in on approach. We have it on the scanners. Ready to engage. Here we go. One with the force, the force is with me. I'm one with the force. The yeah, force with sure me. you are. Uh, shuttle within visual. Engage the escorts first. Jamming their comms. It really does look like a space cow, doesn't it? Escorts destroyed. Focus on the shuttle. Shields are down. Ooh, direct hit. Disable it. Don't destroy it. Roger, gold leader. I got him. We're up. Assault team, you're up. <laughs> About time. Package received. Good testing your dad, mate. Tell them to pick it up. Reinforcements have arrived. Double time at assault team. We're out of time. Ten seconds. Five. We're on board. Take off. Hold on to your seats. We're docked, ready to jump. Wait, we need to stay till all the enemy ships are destroyed. We can't leave any survivors. You still jamming them? Red one, finish them off. We lost red one. That got him. We are away. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Recon Specialist TV Podcast. I'm Patrick. Patrick, this is normally where my co-host would say, and I'm Padre. Unfortunately, he is not with us tonight, but I, of course, brought in the one, the only, our favorite guest, no offense to anyone else who's been a guest, but he is our most frequent, Sean Tiernan. Uh, hello, everybody. Hello, Patrick. Great to be here again. Oh, thank you for coming on. It's been too long, but, uh, you know, 
we're going to keep doing these missions because they are god amount of fun. Plus, you, myself, and Robert, we keep rehashing uh, all, all the missions that we've either done, uh, hosted, or uh, DM'd. Uh, god say, I even watched on other streams just these missions alone and going through them is just oodles of fun. So I mean, even you were like, "Oh yeah, I'm watching uh, the text. What, what was the one? Um, team Team Killers? No, what the hell are they called? <laughs> team Mech Killers, I think. Team Mech Killers. Yes, uh, they did a mission on it. We did one, and then there's another. There's so many streams out there that do it, uh, and we love you guys for doing it. So, whew, capture the officer. We're gonna see how far we get. We're planning on part one. If we get to part two, we can. If we get even, God forbid, part three, we will. But, I mean, Sean and I already spent 40 minutes before we started the podcast talking, so I doubt we're going to get to part two. <laughs> part one's probably going to have a part You never one. know, you lock. Yeah, we're probably going to have a part one and part two of just part one. Um, but I, um, we're going to try and do this here. It is... Mission briefing, our operatives have found or have been watching the Imperial Starport traffic coming in and out of the Nulon system for weeks, and we have managed to decrypt some holochrome cubes, uh, or messages rather. The local garrison is due for an inspection this week by Mar Moff Lankin, which I'm told is just made up. He's not meta or he's not in the storyline. He's just some Moff, and we're here to pick him up. Against his will. We're here to give him an unscheduled vacation. And this is, I think that was like one of the first questions I had. Because in order to win this mission, you have to disable the shuttle by getting it down to one to three health. And there are no enemy ships in play. In this case, the scenario immediately ends if that happens. Does that mean if by the end of turn 12, there are enemy ships on the table and the shuttle is disabled, you lose? It does. Oh. You didn't manage to get it away in time. I was wondering that because when I was rewatching our playthrough, I had one of our other dudes just randomly come on the board and blow up the last ship because my guys couldn't, and I let them succeed in the mission. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, no, he needs to die or you lose. So all of a sudden he's like, I'm coming in with a proton. I'm like, yeah, fine, come on in. I don't care. I need them to win to, <laughs> to continue to the next part. Jeez. Mm -hmm. All right, so there is a lot in this mission for, I mean, so we can go through this next part. How, in fact, do you pick your next mission when you're done with local trouble? What would you go to next? If I could handpick them, I would probably get onto this arc. Um, <clears throat> what you should do is take the mission deck, take out all the first missions, Shuffle them, draw two, choose which one you want to do. As you succeed in a mission or fail it, read the instructions at the bottom, like this, this mission, for instance. Um, if you win it, you take out, capture the officer, and you put in nobody home. If you lose, you shuffle, capture the officer back into the deck. It, all, all that does is it mixes up the mission arcs, because they're generally the first mission in each arc is a little more lightweight than the later ones. And if you tried to play 
all of this, then all of the next one, then all of the next one. You'd very quickly find the first mission, maybe the first two missions of each arc, to be very, very easy. Yeah, because I'm not going to say that this mission is difficult. Um, I mean, we'll go over the setup and all that in a minute. I will say it does take getting used to target priority. And then also, I'm going to say the more ships that you have and the lower level you are, the better off you are. <laughs> because if you get this late in the, the, you know, the drawing of missions, it gets a lot, lot worse because of the amount of uh, spikes there are. Because it, the shuttle gets two shields uh, every time there's more people after the third or after the second player. So third player gets two shields, fourth, two more shields, fifth, two more shields. So you're piling on shields on this shuttle. And then if you were an average of three or higher, that's when more elites will show up as well, especially when you're in the, the four or six player range. So yeesh. Also, there are a lot of tie fighters in this mission as well. Um, but let's get into the setup. So uh, we've done a die, or we, <laughs> how presumptuous. Uh, Sean did a diagram of how you should be setting up the TIE Fighters, depending on how many players that you have around the shuttle. Uh, thank you for that, Sean. You can set up on the right side or left side. Um, you can split your forces, do whatever you'd like. Uh, but my questions to Sean right out of the gate. How should we be moving the shuttle? How should we move the TIE fighters? Uh, what should have priority um, and all of that jazz? Because I know a lot of people have asked over the years. In general, you're much better off moving the TIE fighters first. Um, there is a huge chance, given where the player setup area is, that the TIE fighters are going to turn away from the shuttle and towards the player ships. Now, that'll give you a lot more spacing um, for the shuttle to move. It also generally means that the TIE fighters, depending on how many they are, will turn and focus fire on one of the player ships. If you move the shuttle first, there's a really good chance it's going to bump, given the proximity of the ties at the start, and that's just going to mess everything up. Or if they jump, if the shuttle jumps the TIE fighters, they're going to bump into the back of it and you lose <laughs> the effect of having an escort. Even though there is still a chance that the shuttle's going to bump first, you're not losing the actions on all the TIE fighters. Yeah. Either way, the shuttle's still got three guns out the front, two guns out the back. Yeah, exactly. Like, so... I mean, the first other question that I skipped over was with rock placements, because a lot of these missions have diagrams to where you can set up, and a lot of the uh, certain situations does warrant exact measurement, like the setup zone. It's down the left and right side. It's range one from the board edge, and then range one from the other board edge, so you kind of have that nice strip down the sides. The mm -hmm. shuttle has to be range three from the board edge, as well as the TIE fighters have to be around the shuttle. How pertinent or important is rock placement? Should it be random or should you stick to the diagram? Again, the diagrams are only representative. Um, it actually says in the setup chart, um, 
six asteroids random placement within the area shown. Um, if you set the board up and there is a rock right in front of the shuttle or right in front of where one of the TIE fighters is, feel free to move it. <laughs> it, it doesn't, your first decision doesn't have to be your last decision. Well, so gonna, are people going to try to cheat the AI, and, and should they? You space out the rocks. Don't try to be cheeky with the AI and, and make it run over the rocks. That generally doesn't work anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? They just dodge them. <laughs> they'll, they'll just swerve around them. And I, I, have, I have seen so many instances of a TIE fighter swerving around a rock, and its finishing position is even better than if it had gone over the rock. It's just like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. We've talked about that in the last episode. The Don't try to guess the AI. My guys are getting better since we were last playing Flager Balva, but trust me, they still are like, we don't know. Just stop. It's either doing a, a two bank or it's doing like a three sloop the other direction. We don't know. <laughs> just stop trying to guess. It's, it's, oh, but... So with these TIE fighters, they're going to try at the same time as protecting the shuttle. They're not going to follow the shuttle. They're going to start breaking off and, f and going after the enemy or going after the rebels, correct? Yes, they're going to break off and, and go after the rebels. If they are still within range one of the shuttle after, after they have moved, they'll perform a protect action. Oh, see, I liked that, but I hated that because immediately, if you start setting up your ships on the left and right a certain way, that those TIE fighters are going to three hard away and then the shuttle's not protected. And then you're just blasting that shuttle to death to disable it. Uh, I mean, you've played through it. I've played through it. We've seen, like, what was your best strategy with this thing? Do you kill the TIE fighters first, the shuttle first? What, like, what was your strategy? I usually try and blow through the escort hit the shuttle early. Um, if you can disable the shuttle quickly, you can ignore it. If you let the shuttle get to the point where it's going to flee, because you're just kind of picking at it while you're playing games with the escorts, that thing is going to turn around and it is going to run for the board edge and it's not going to be slow about it. Yeah, it'll be doing either two or three straights or even two banks. Or three. It'll banks. be doing. It'll be doing. Um, it'll be doing the when it flees, and this is this is something that most people do get wrong. I do. When a ship flees, it takes the fastest speed for the chosen maneuver. Yeah. So, so your shuttle's going to be going speed three towards the far board edge, um, and the big base moves pretty quick. I'm trying to think. I always forget what is... I mean, everything's red on a Lambda shuttle. And I should know this because I'm actually taking the Lambda shuttle in a 206. Okay, so yeah, the three straight is white, but the three banks are three red. Straight, yeah, they're red. Um, and I remember rolling on the chart and it loved those three banks, but then it would have to do... <laughs> like that would be... It would yeah. never get actions because it would just continually do uh, two banks to either clear that stress or if the red didn't get it, it would never get an action and then it would do another three. It would never get an action no matter which way I went with it. It was easy doing three <laughs> banks the whole time and not getting mm. an action because you don't sign it a stress, but it doesn't get actions or you do the three bank, it gets a stress and then it does a two bank because it's stressed and then it doesn't clear it because it has to move the fastest possible. The uh, I use the Ved Foslow theory. 
for the shuttle. Um, if I roll for it to move a one bank or a two bank, it'll do a three bank, but it will apply the color of the original choice. Ooh, I like that. That gives it some speed. I, like, well, then it's, it, it, it's remotely possible that you're going to get a two straight and that'll become a three straight, but that three straight will then be blue mm. and it can clear any stress and still get, a, a at the very least, a focus. I, mean, I do like that about Hotec. It's its own it's its own entity, so even then, you could even assign this thing its own dial for this mission alone. You could say, oh, it's a Moff Lando shuttle. It's got a special engine in it, so this is its actual dial when comparing it to the uh, yeah. to the AI. That would be nifty. I would love that, because then, then, yeah, then it's a race against time. I use, My guys in the, I mean, this was a year ago when they played this mission, they used three ships because they took there was two players and then they took a side wide wing uh they split their forces they had an e-wing because we we allowed e-wings and then also they took uh uh an x-wing and i think the y-wing and they just bum rushed this they took out the escorts Mm. they started to whittle down the shuttle they finally got it disabled as it was halfway down the board and then they just took their time with everything that was showing up, which was a lot. Uh, let's see, because there's there was three of them, so there's two TIE Fighters to start. An Elite came on turn two. They couldn't kill the Elite, I think, for a while. Then it was two TIE Fighters and a Defender that came on, and that was when they started to really struggle. Because when drawing the missions, they didn't do... I don't think this was the second mission we ever played. I think it was further down the line to where they were higher level and they could do more things, and that's when they started to really struggle was when they were too high level to deal with whatever was coming on. I actually ran a a test on this because I wanted to see if it was possible. I have actually ended this scenario by turn three. (laughs) A squad of four X-Wings with Protorps and extra charges. I can't remember what talents and things I had on them, but they basically blew through the escort. Um, they were at the. I had the squad set up at the point where it was basically, if I can roll dice at you, they're all going to hit. Um, disabled the shuttle by the end of turn one and had to be careful that I didn't fire at it again because I would have killed it before I had it before I had a chance to do anything. Second turn turned on the escorts. One shot of the Tie Fighters. All that was left was the um, the elite that had just appeared, and with four X wings going after it, it didn't just didn't last. It, that is one thing. I mean, it, that's the way it was in first edition, and now it's in second edition as well. Like you have to get this thing down to one to three health, and I frequently remind yeah. my players of that. I'm like. Oh no! We'll just launch a proton. It has four health left. <laughs> you don't. You Are don't you want sure to do that. You don't want to <laughs> launch a proton at it. Uh, that might blow it up because it's an auto crit. It's only getting one die for defense, and it has nothing to spend for modifications. So chances are it's going to come up as blank. And they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, but but I I can choose which ones to re-roll, right?" And I'm like, "Oh, you could take that chance if you roll natties." Uh, that thing's dead, so <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do. And that's what they really struggled with. So, I mean, what are some great weapons that people should be bringing against this thing? 
proton torpedoes, obviously, and advanced protons. If you've got a couple of really good heavy hitters, um, you can detail two to the shuttle. Two, I'm talking about four ship squads. Yep. Um, you can detail two to the shuttle, two to the escorts. Um, y wings are really good. Um, because you, you're opening moves with the Y-Wings, with proxy mines on them, is to go across the board behind the shuttle and just put down some area denial mines. Um, at the very least, it means that the shuttle's going to take damage on the way out as well. Then they can turn in, of course, and start having fun with their protorps. Um, ion missiles. Yeah, hilarious. If you can get the shuttle ionized, it's not going anywhere and it's a sitting duck. Yeah, and then you can range one shot it. You can just get in and range one shot it. Um, well, so uh, 2.0 is, I mean, 1.0 always was, but 2.0 really seems to be skipping along with new weapons, new gear especially since some rebel ships can take illicit slots. So you've got the, uh, where, where is it? No, not the blue squadron, the cavern. He can take the false transponder codes, or you even have now bombs so cheap for experience. I mean, you got thermal detonators, you've got concussion bombs, and bombs hurt the AI because they will always try to get close to you. I mean... Have you ever? I we've always I've always asked this question, but I, I feel like it should be a good question. Like, so when bombs are this cheap and this effective, does that make you rethink and go through the missions again, saying, "What if all of a sudden it's just so goddamn easy to win that I'm going to need to upscale it now because things are just so freaking wonky with the points?" I I actually looked at this a, a while ago. Um, I ran through a squad that was two X-Wings and two Y-Wings. Now, naturally, I'm not... <clears throat> not somebody who normally... Pardon me. Not somebody who normally flies bomb-dropping ships. And I was horrified at how easy some of the scenarios came um, when you started flying Y-Wings through a loaded with bombs. Oh, um, especially when you it, get it, when you get later, and you can have you can have a second bomb, and you can have extra charges on those bombs. Oh yeah, it's just like I'm just going to draw a line across the middle of the table, so any reinforcements are going to get taken care of before they even get here. Um, I did look at that, but a lot a lot of the balance depends on the sort of squad you're flying. And we do get the question a lot. You see it a lot in um, in the Discord channel and on the Facebook page. Why can't I have insert name of ridiculously strong ship? <laughs> um, because the balance is already potentially out depending on what sort of squad that you fly. Um, and if... The base rules permitted you to start in an E-wing, then that throws the balance even further out. I, I'm a firm believer bombs have, in 1.0 and 2.0 to a certain extent, bomb carriers 
are too cheap. <laughs> yeah, that is for, absolutely true. For the amount of control that they can exert, and you've got to remember with bombs, <clears throat> it's not just the amount of damage that they can cause, it's the control that they can exert passively just by being there. And the control that they can exert just by the threat of if he drops a bomb now, that, yeah, you know, I've always felt bomb carriers were too cheap. Yeah, I, especially since, I mean, AMG, they just announced that they're not going to drop points until September. Uh, I'd be very interested to see if they decide to change the points because, I mean, hate to deviate from HOTAC, but we have uh, several lists out there that are taking advantage of bombs because they're just so cheap. Might as well just fill up a slot. So I, I, in HOTAC, it's the same thing. Oh, I have, what, four points? Yeah, I'll, I'll buy a bomb. I can easily buy a bomb. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. it's like, okay, in order to get uh, so-and-so's ability, I got to unlock that slot. Then I got to pay double for the thing, and it's it's like, yeah, no, bombs are just so cheap. And it's like, well, what about a proton torp? Yeah, that's 14 points. <laughs> that's fair and balanced. You can spend 14 yeah. experience. I think it's 14 now. I haven't, used, I haven't bought a proton in forever. Uh, 12 now, I think. Uh, yes, 12. I think they so went you... up to, they went from 9 to 13 back to 12, I think it was. Yep. Um, so it, when, when I was playtesting the ground assault stuff, uh, one of the things that, that, Peter wrote into the, the ground assault rules was all ships were capable of carrying bombs <laughs> um, for a ground assault mission. Jeez. So I had, I had four X-Wings with Protorps to take care of the escorts and also carrying proxy mines. Oh, jeez. Now, bombs don't float around in the air and stay there to deny airspace. They go off when they hit the ground. Oh, yeah. And only specific bomb carriers like your Y-Wings can... They're the only ones that have had the training to, like, drop them on other ships. But you start dropping a stack of uh, proxy mine tokens on top of a walker... <laughs> Hilarity ensues, but it also kills the balance of the, of the scenario. Oh, man. I literally was just playing the Leviathan solo mission today. And yeah. the, the poor SOB appeared right behind the Y-Wing that had cluster mines on it. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> crit, crit, and a hit out of, out of six dice. So 50%. It was good statistics. And then I just lit it up, and it, it melted. Um, but yeah, <laughs> seven points for a cluster. It was so worth it. I've actually taken more damage from the little ATSTs in those scenarios than I ever have from a from an ATAT. Oh yeah, I, I definitely. Those things are bloody. They might only have two dice, but my god, they're annoying. <laughs> well, you can put more on the table. That's why the you know the <laughs> the little chicken walkers. They're cheap. They're only two legs. Ah. That's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cheap manufacturing costs. Those are twice the amount because of the, uh, the, the, the second pair of legs. <laughs> the other bonus primary objective is all players gain one XP for each squad of enemy ships that didn't arrive. I mean, if you're killing them at turn three, Jesus, you, what level were you? <laughs> That's my question. Uh, 
I think we were all initially five. I had them all set at initially five when I tried that stunt. Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen, twenty, twenty. Two, twenty-four, twenty-six, twenty-eight, twenty, uh, thirty, and then it's 30. only for each squad, not for each ship. Oh, okay, okay. So for uh, for three, yeah, there'd be three squads. So you'd still gain six, or no? They'd be uh, oh, all you'd players. You'd still pull up both. Yep, there's an extra twelve XP. Jeez. Okay, that's even. That's a lot too. But that is a very risky maneuver. So for for people who have not played this mission, it is a very risky thing to pull off i mean if you have two people go after the shuttle two people go after the escorts because you're dealing with three tie fighters uh as escorts it, your dice have to work you have to have the right mods in place uh you can whittle that shuttle down because at that point uh you're dealing with, with four, four players you're only looking at eight shields yeah with eight. well it's hold on now i'm getting i remember that hotak and flight group alpha are different so f- mm. with hotak it's normal shields plus the shields it is okay good because i almost said no it's only four shields no it's okay eight shields plus six hulls so you're talking about 14 health even with full mods if that thing has any evade protect actions on it you're you oh god you're talking about a perfect roll on two ships because you're going to use i'm assuming advanced proton torpedoes if you're getting close enough yeah, uh, and advanced proton torpedoes is five dice. You don't get a range bonus, so you're rolling ten no. dice. You got that's a god roll <laughs> to deal fourteen oh. damage, especially <laughs> if you want to try and make it happen twice in a row. Exactly. So you'd have to do that twice and and really get that to happen. Because I mean, my players have definitely proven. I don't know statistics. And not that I don't, it's just they're, <laughs> they're for some reason on the high scale of the statistics. I'm like, you're going to have to score this many hits on this many ships in this amount of turns. And of, of course, boom, they get all hits and crits. None of them get any blanks, um, even when they don't have locks. We, yeah, dealing that much damage in tur- in uh, three turns, it's doable. I'm not going to lie. But if all of a sudden you got a TIE fighter that just rolls natties all day... <laughs> You got that one SOB that just sits out there. That's when all of a sudden things just start showing up, um, and you have to deal with them or else you lose the mission. So there's one that shows up on turn two. There's multiple that show up on turn four, then turn eight, and then turn 11. That is a lot of ship, uh, but definitely doable. All right. Uh, other than that, is it, any other questions or things that you've seen with this mission uh, that people might want to know about? Really only just the setup, because the the setup only shows um, two TIE Fighters, which is great if there's only three of you, but I've, I do often get questioned about, what do I do if there's more than three of us? Um, now, I believe you're... I, I've sent, as Patrick said earlier, I've sent some diagrams, so I believe you're going to put them up yep. somewhere. I was waiting until after today. I'm actually going to post them on the Facebook page. Ooh. That's a good idea. Because, well, this, as I said, that's that's been a fairly common question. I have played around with the setup on those um, a little bit. The setup is is a little different to what it shows on the map um, for uh, up to three players, not by much, but it does minimize the uh, the incidence of bumping in the first turn. 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because that, that was my biggest problem when I was playing with my group. I was like, okay, do I move the TIE Fighters first? Because if I do, yeah, they'll get a protect action on the shuttle. But then the shuttle is just going to get stuck there. And if it gets stuck there, that's that's more turns it's going to take to get off the table, which, again, I'm not rooting for the Empire to win, but I'm certainly not trying to make them lose either. So I was like, maybe I'll move the shuttle first so that it can move faster. But then that turn, your TIE Fighters will get completely screwed up. They won't get protect actions on that shuttle. And then uh. things just go for the worse. I also even made it to where they followed the shuttle. They didn't actually, like, whatever the shuttle did for its maneuver, the TIEs did. So if it did the two-bank, the TIEs did the two-bank. That way it could protect the shuttle a lot. Uh. Uh, that was nifty because... Uh, that way it was a little bit more chunkier. Um, the TIE Fighters, of course, melted, but the shuttle was able to move freely. It got tons of protect actions, and then it started to make its way down the board. Unfortunately, it still melted, but <laughs> it made for a very... I do, like, I do like that idea, actually, moving them as a group. Well, it sucks because then if for some reason the shuttle chooses a one bank... Like, I, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> it moves a one bank. The TIE Fighters have to do the two bank, and then it's a, it's a wash anyways. Unless, um, and I know some groups have done it, they're using epic movement for the Imperials while they are still in a squadron formation. Yeah, it's not a bad idea So either. it's possible, in that case, it's possible for the TIE Fighters to do something that's not on their dial because their leader has done it. So that is now a new thing that was dropped with the Phoenix Squadron pack. If you have a VCX and you have some uh, Rebel ships, there was an upgrade you could take for Epic to where a large ship would move with a small base ship or even a medium base ship. Mm. So I, that's, a, that's something that could totally be utilized in this if you're so willing. I mean, I don't know if it's going to become official as per se, but... If you're willing to test it out, yeah, please let us know. Yeah, because I do have the Phoenix Squadron pack. I mean, who wasn't going to buy Hera? Oh, absolutely. Really? Yeah. Uh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in that pack was awesome. It was a good... I don't normally buy the packs, but that was one that I looked at and I thought, it's a pretty B-Wing, it'll never see the table, but hey, two more A-Wings and Hera. Okay, so for... I'm not going to lie, for... I'm going to run the mission again and again because I love this solo mission for the Leviathan. I'm definitely going to bring mm. a B-Wing, a Hera B-Wing loaded with the uh, title that lets it shoot. Uh. That... <laughs> yeah, you know where I'm going with this. I'm definitely mm. going to bring it to where all of a sudden this thing can shoot three dice and then end up doing like five damage. Yeah. Which is the B6 Blade B-Wing prototype. I, the range is wrong in this. I think it's two to four. And... You have to have a target lock, but you gain one ion, which you can easily just do a static discharge veins. Who cares? Um, and then you do, <laughs> <laughs> while this attack hits, you suffer one, or the enemy suffers one hit and crit damage result, and then a matching result after the first uh, result. I said result three times. So basically, you can do a max of five damage with one shot. And then my idea, of course, was to have an epic ship sitting, not during the solo mission, God no, but during an epic match, just have this ship sitting next to an epic ship so it can just hand off static discharge veins, or hand off ion tokens through static discharge veins an unlimited amount of times until finally the uh, 
the epic ship will get ionized. <laughs> but meanwhile, you're just doing basically three attack dice and hitting and then doubling that damage. Oh, I can't wait to try uh, that. I love it. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite pairings at the moment, if I can... I'm just trying to call it up. Where is it? Both in X-Wings, Dutch Vander, and Ahsoka, the A-Wing pilot. Yeah. Being able to share You have them flying side-by-side side at the walkers. Dutch takes a lock, so Ahsoka gets a lock. Ahsoka performs her maneuver, takes a focus as her action, spends a force, gives Dutch a focus, and before you know it, double-modded Protorps. Walker, what walker? <laughs> what walker? There was a walker there. I can see its feet. Yeah. <laughs> Great big smoking hole in the ground. Oh, actually, Robert would ask this question. Do bombs act differently in ground assault? They do. Um, oh, see, just, now you're making me happy. Uh, they do behave differently. Just bear with me. Let me... Well, why are you looking uh, so... I mean, I, I hate to agree with them. I really do mean the word hate. Uh, um, you know, I disagree, but I, no, I hate it because he's right. <laughs> so, and I, the, this is the only reason why this makes sense because a mine uh, is dropped out of you know the back. It stays in one spot. It should actually be reverted back to almost its original state. You should be able to move and drop the mine behind you. He's even willing to go so far as saying it, it's an action to do it. He'd, will, he'd be willing to pay an action to drop a mine behind him. Bombs should be what's dropped behind you as you move, or he wants it to be where, you know, everything's a two out of the back, or whatever would be enough for it to follow you after you've moved, but it doesn't hit you. So I understand that element, like you're, you're flying through space, you're dropping a bomb, um, and we saw it in one of the movies to where Boba Fett drops, or no, not Boba Fett, uh, Jango Fett drops a bomb behind him, and it just kind of sits in place, but then they also shoot behind him at certain times, because, you know, it can control how it jettisons out the back, but I, I hate having to agree with them. I think mine should go back to being able to drop behind you after you've moved, and then bombs are kind of a, a stay in place, or, you know, something to that effect. Uh, what they did in second edition to fix it, it kind of stunted them a little bit. I know people are going to disagree, but... Uh, so, I hate to agree with them, but I th think that would be a great <laughs> way for bombs to work. It would. It would. Um, I'll just quickly read from the Ground Assault campaign book. Um, bomber retrofits. All rebel ships that did not already have a slot gain a bomb slot for this mission. <laughs> For any ship that gains a slot in this manner, their bombs and mines will have no effect on flyers, only walkers, emplacements, and terrain. Mm. Experienced bombers, like Y-Wing pilots, i.e. anything that has a native bomb slot, um, can detonate devices mid-air to damage both ground targets and flyers as normal. Now, they also... When I play tested through this, I don't know how everybody else found it. Um, everything detonated at the end of um, the activation phase. There is a case for proxy mines um, to sit on the ground. 
but it, it, it when I was playtesting it, that that became a a bit of a bookkeeping for you know who dropped them, when were they dropped, um, will they now damage? How long do they stay in the air and damage flyers? So yeah. I was just like, nah, end of activation phase. If no one flies through them, they hit the ground. Uh, we've covered uh, all of this mission. Uh, we've been oh, and Grumpy Grandpa's in here. Awesome. All right, we've been going for forty six minutes, so I think we're gonna take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. Because of course, I mean, I'm almost running empty of my beer, and we still have lots to talk about. Uh, I don't think we'll go on to the next mission. We'll save that for next episode. But oh, yeah, quick break. We'll be right back. Okay, the shuttle is set, and the homie bacon is activated. You sure you guys don't want to hang around and blow up some Imperials? No, no, and no. We are just a delivery service, and we have delivered. Maybe some other time. Keep in touch if you ever need another escort. I may call you just for a ride. The lounge is quite relaxing. Plus, free drinks, always a bonus. Free for who? Uh, well, gents, my other ride is here, so this is where I get off. I thought you were done with missions like this and found a nice cushy post on Croissant. Uh, I do occasionally sneak out every now and then for the excitement. Plus, once I knew that I was going to be on recon, they knew I'd be in good hands, so they let me go. You will make sure to leave our ship out of the report, won't you? What ship? <laughs> you guys really are a little paranoid, aren't you? You have no idea. It's like he can't stand it if anyone doesn't like him. That's not true. I don't care what you think. Yeah, sure you do. Welcome back from the break. Hope you enjoyed, uh... I hope we had a commercial in between there. I mean, I've been asking Omega Squadron. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Josh, Chris, could you throw us a commercial, maybe? Um, would love to have you in there. Uh... You know what? I'm going to message them again and ask for a goddamn commercial. If not, I'm going to make one for them. I mean, we're going to switch gears. We still have Sean. We just had Joseph join, Grumpy Grandpa. Uh, of course, Hello. we were talking. <laughs> Hello. We were talking for a good probably 25 minutes uh, about everything and everyone. But what we're really going to start talking about now is stalling, fortressing, castling, and, yeah, that, that can of worms, because that was the thing that happened at LSO. And we can we can mix and match it with uh, Hotak and actual 206 and even Epic. But before we do anything, I want to talk about the actual definition. I'll be quick, I swear, of what stalling, fortressing, or castling is. The definition for castling, which people call it, I don't know why, because that's a chess term. Is when a when you um flip your king and your rook to yes. have a better position on the board, you basically sort of hide your king and yeah out behind your pawns. So one thing I didn't know, which pissed me off when I played against the computer, is you can't have moved either the turn before, and in the spaces that they are moving to and using to switch cannot be at all uh, in defensive mode. So if like there is another piece that's you know able to take oh, that yeah. position. It can't do the switching. Yeah, you can't castle into, out of, or through check. 
Yeah, neither piece could have moved uh, the turn before also. Or at any point. If, like, if you move your king or your um, your bishop or your, or your king or your rook, you can't castle it. Exactly. So it, that is the complete opposite of X-Wing because in X-Wing, uh, nothing must move to be, to be called castling, which is illegal. You can't just sit in the corner all day, but in chess, it, you are expected to for castling to work. So now it's switched to stalling or fortressing which is kind of like checkers, which, again, I looked that up. Checkers, that is considered having your back row just sit there so no one can be kinged, which... Oh, that's the, that's the best chess, that's the best checker strategy, though. I mean, I don't think so. I think the wrapping around both sides to kind of topple into the middle, I, that's my strategy, at least. That's how I beat my six-year-old daughter, so... <laughs> No, I mean, four-year-old me when I put with my grandmother was always like, well, if I don't move my guys out of the back row, she can't get any kings, but... True. Granted, I was four. I don't know. Uh, but one rule I didn't know about Sorry, is... Sorry, Grandma, I didn't mean to slow play you. <laughs> Sorry, Gam Gam. <laughs> um, if you can't move any of your pieces in checkers, that's an automatic loss as well, which I didn't know that um, until we recently bought a checker set with a set of rules. So if all of a sudden your opponent makes it to where you can't jump over any of your opponent's pieces or you can't move any of your pieces, you automatically lose. So, I mean, to compare games to other games, it's not a good comparison. Um, but people are saying it's a tactic. It's a way to win. It's not optimal for the other player uh, to have fun. I, I could understand that, but uh, I'm I'm always thought of the Romans or Spartans with their shield formations. I mean, imagine going to a judge, which there weren't any, and saying, hey, I don't like how their shields are formed because I can't penetrate their defense. Could you have them cut that out? Could you have them take away maybe half the shields out of their formation so that I could stab them? Yeah, the, the difference being they were there to murder each other, whereas we're here to nominally play a game that's fun, but, you know. What? No, I'm here to maim, murder, and destroy ships. Oh. <laughs> well, have you tried playing Quad Phantoms? <laughs> I've, you know what? I think I have four of them. I, I have four that are painted like Pac-Man ghosts, and they've got googly eyes on them. So, somebody posted that they had four... I think four... I've seen of them! Yeah. Somebody posted fun. that they had four gunboats, and I... And for $80 and someone's like that's highway robbery and someone's like no that's the market price actually that's that's low $80 is quite low and so i posted a picture of i know so i posted a picture of my gunboats and i said do you want to buy a small island <laughs> and then i find out chuck has like 12 of them chuck is sitting on a goddamn really? retirement plan good for chuck good for chuck <laughs> so I mean, it took me two years to find someone to sell me a second one. Yeah, I have one because at the time I was just like, I'll get one. And then I was like, the medalist is three. I'm like, well, I'm not spending more money on these. I've already bought one. So I only own more because of Flight Group Alpha. You need at least four because most of the missions require a gunboat. So I started. Yes, yes they do. I started buying them up in first edition and then I had that many. Also, I loved running, I think it was three gunboats with uh, a dec uh, decimator in first edition. That was, oh, I loved that so much. <laughs> or it was maybe two gunboats and a decimator. I can't remember. Uh, so, I mean, getting... Uh, Hatchet Man is still one of my favorite pilots. <laughs> yes. Hatchet, oh, Jesus, Hatchet Man. Oh, I just had, like, PTSD. My hands are shaking. <laughs> but so I mean th this is the, the 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 stalling or fortressing this is the tactics are win at all costs 
I mean, so, I mean, this happened to LSO. Somebody did the fortressing. Everyone booed him. It didn't really seriously help him in the end. There are situations to where it would. I mean, but let's say I'm facing one of you two as an opponent. I know my win condition. I know that if I go up the left, the right, the middle, I'm going to get shot down. I need to wait to see what you're doing before I can move. And then that's going to give me a statistical advantage. Why would I move into a position that gives you a statistical advantage? It doesn't make any sense. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I think a lot of it, Patrick, comes back to to um, to the negative play experience thing. Yeah, yeah. It's well, it's the argument is it is it's meant to be. It's a game. It's meant to be played for enjoyment. And when someone does that, it it just sucks the life out of the game. Yeah. And may may I jump on this this point? A little bit? You're here. Come on, let's yes, do Jose, it. Um, if, if if honestly, if if you sit down across the table from me and you just sort of point your ships at each other and you just sort of bump them into each other, you just sort of castle. It says to me that you don't respect me as your opponent to actually play the game with me. Because you're just going to do that to wait until either I get frustrated and fly at you, or time runs out and you beat me on a dice roll. It says, I'm not here to play this game. I don't respect my opponents. I don't respect the game. <laughs> and maybe I'll catch some flack for that. I don't really care. Like, if you're here to play the game, actually play the game. If not, go home. Okay. So if that's, that's the case... It's a bit more belligerent than I wanted to be, but just like... No, no, no. It's a game. We're here to fly spaceships at each other. If you don't want to fly spaceships, maybe... I don't know. Just like, yeah. This is great because I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm really, I'm literally just like throwing seed on the ground in both directions and seeing just who comes to see who comes and takes a bite. But like, because if all of a sudden you come to the table with a negative play experience, let's say if it was still the thing, uh, well, actually, what's a negative play experience? Okay, you bring Zam to the party with Django. Yep. Let's say that's a negative play experience now because that, that term is just thrown around so haphazardly. That's where we are. And I'm like, okay. Sam and Django is a negative play experience. Especially with thermal detonators on them. Oh, yeah, that's, that's nasty. But, like, even Joseph said four phantoms, which was a thing at the time. It's like, okay, that's a negative play experience, so let me bring my negative play experience, which is stalling. Well, and- I, I also said four phantoms because that was the list that historically you just sit in the corner and make your opponent come to you with. Yeah, we, that's a, that was a, that was a fortress list. That wasn't like an actual list you would fly like a real person. That was one you just sort of hide in the corner with. Exactly, and the same with thing with the four. Uh, what was yeah. it? The the, f- the scum ships. Damn it. Um, well, the well the four U wings for the rebels to a certain extent as well. Uh, the starfighters. No, what are they called? Nobody's flown them anymore. Star vipers. The four, the four Star Vipers. Same thing. You would just stall because you knew that you had 12 attack dice, which was very hard yeah. to match uh, for Final Salvo. So you just sit there in the corner and wait for your opponent to choose a lane, and then you just joust them because you would win that joust. Yeah. Well, like, I, and I played a game one time against four Ewings, and the, like, I mean, the guy I was playing, it was a great game. We had, like, a fun time chatting, but, like, it took. He just sort of like put the U-wings in the corner, and I'm like, well, I've got five A-wings. I really can't approach the U-wings. I'll just get nuked. So I sort of took my time crossing the board. He took 40. It took us about, it's, it's, it was also on me, because I also didn't dance his dance, and he didn't want to dance my dance. So we didn't engage until about 50 minutes into the game. 
and it ended up being like a 27 to 28 score. And he was like, oh, if we got one more round, I was like, yeah, but we took 50 <laughs> minutes getting out of our corners. Like, don't hit with the whole thing on another round. Like, we both, we both made a choice to do this. The like, woulda, coulda, shoulda club. If only I rolled crits the whole time, I would have won. Like, well, well, yeah. it's, it's like maybe if we had engaged sooner, the game would have ended, it definitely would have ended differently if we'd engaged sooner, but he made a choice to take 40 minutes to bring his U-Wings out of the corner, and I made a choice not to engage it, and it turned out to... The most engaging part of that game was a conversation the two of us had while we were not playing a game of X-Wing with each other, which was fine, but just we weren't really playing X-Wing. Right, so, I mean, we're going to go back and forth with this, because honestly, if you're going to castle against me as an opponent, and I know that it's going to cost me the game. I will just say good game, shake your hand, and then I'll just go do what I need to do because I'm just yeah, that type of player. I like, I'm not in it to win it. I'm sorry. I'm here to play X-Wing. If you're not going to engage me, I'm just yeah. not going to engage. It's simple enough, um, which it can hurt the game in the long run. And I'm only bringing this up because, of course, we here at Recon Specialist TV, we do our research because uh, we like the game. We... We're Viserys. And it's also quite literally in your name. You are a specialist of recon. Exactly. If you did not do your research, it would be false advertising. <laughs> it's fake news. So, I mean, so I went to the forums where you can find almost any answer. And the somebody asks. Oh, the new AMG rolling forums? Yes. So I even posted cool. it in our little thing here. I mean, I'm going to copy and paste it because somebody asked, hey, what are your, it's, uh, you know, from Raf, thank you for asking this question. Uh, the rules for stalling or fortressing in tournament regulations are as follows. And he tells him, due to maneuvers that a player has selected, all of that player's ships have overlapped one another in such a manner that none have changed positions on the board for two or more consecutive rounds. That player could have selected maneuvers that did not result in a game or in the same game state. And he goes on to say what fortressing is and, you know, what we should be ruling. And he says, can I get an official and specific set of rules for what stalling and fortressing is? And AMG Plumber says, thank you for concern. Unfortunately, issues of stalling and fortressing are instances specific to impossible to adjudicate in a vacuum. Players should resolve the issue between one another or call for adjudication in a tournament. Oh, they punted. They punted. Sorry, I, I, I'm not sure if that's politically correct or if I'm allowed to say that, but they punted. Wait a minute. Who does punting offend? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like that's a rude thing to say, but they, no. they, they sorry, they, they said, I will escalate this to a different technician. <laughs> By that, I mean. We'll fix it in production. If for UIT people, Joseph knows we'll fix it in production. Yep. <laughs> so. Put it in post. That is a ruling on official <laughs> AMG forums by an official it's AMG. No ruling. It's there is no ruling. Uh, so, I mean, if you want my official, not official way to fix it, and I know people That's will hate it. Judge it a tournament. But I mean, well, once AMG says this is the ruling, people will do what they want to do, and then they'll just go back to playing the game. Uh, you want a rule? Here's a rule. Players must leave their starting zone before turn three and cannot return to their starting zone, which is range one from the board edge, unless one of the player ships has engaged an enemy. I like bada bing, that. bada boom. I like that. Works for me. <laughs> I have only ever once come up against the list that did that to me, and we set up on opposite corners of the of the table, 
and I just went one straight, one straight, one straight, one straight down my side of the board. Got near the end, did a K turn, one straight, one straight, one straight, one straight. And it was like, you want me to come to you? You come to me. Oh, we do a convent tournament with our local people. We It's a friendly tournament. You win amazing prizes. And the first match I'm up against a friend of ours, Will. He brought four bombers and I think uh, Whisper. And the four bombers are facing each other, doing one straights the whole time. And the Phantom is just doing what you just said, just spinning in a circle. And I go, are, are you kidding me, dude? And he goes, what? It's not fortressing it's legal i'm moving one of my ships and i go <laughs> okay yeah but, that, yeah but that's not playing x-wing that's just okay I'm, I, i've so, already made clear how i feel about that so, so that's the thing like <laughs> don't need to react to that right now tournaments are run by the fans so whatever judge you currently have that's the person don't run up to them and say what's your rule on fortressing what happens is is when you see or feel that someone is fortressing against you go to a judge ask for their official ruling then and then move on from there don't just all of a sudden say well he fortressed against me i'm going to just run at him and then complain about it afterwards because we just had on Yoon last episode and we all said go to a judge get a ruling and unfortunately, that ruling might go in your favor or against you, depending on the judge, because that's where we are right now. We don't have an official ruling from anything, and we're all fan-based, so get over it. <laughs> it's my the best Wild West right now. Exactly. It's my best answer. Get over it. It's, a, it's plastic ships. At the end of the day, we're pushing little toy spaceships around a table going pew, pew, pew at each other, <laughs> and people treat it like the end of the world. Yeah, it's um, and that's 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 my point. I'm like, I, I just I just I'm here because I like Star Wars. I'm here because I painted my ships fun colors. I I didn't pick five A wings because it was meta. I picked it because it was fun to fly. Like, leave me alone. Yeah, just, let's just play with our toy ships. Damn it. Well, so it uh. it didn't really affect me in the slightest until I picked up the recent list that I just described to you guys, which is four Tie Fighters, a shuttle, and an interceptor. I start the four TIE fighters right next to that shuttle, and the shuttle is in the corner, turned 45 degrees. The interceptor starting on the other side of the board because I like him having the, the freedom to either come in the middle, come over to my TIE fighters from the rear, or flank something in the middle. And immediately, I have the TIE fighters do a two forward, and I have that shuttle bump right in the back. That way, the next turn, the TIE fighters have freedom to move. The shuttle has space to then do an action and coordinate. I know that's not at all like fortressing or castling or whatever the hell that these people are calling it, but that's a tactic that I know that I have to do, I'm going to do, and if there is a ruling that says that that is fortressing or castling, I'm going to have a huge problem with my list. So I know that people want something very specific, but again, it's it's a... You know what? It goes all the way back. I'm just... That goes all the way back to double defenders with a pelt taxi. <laughs> oh my, you know, 4K the back first and forth. thing you do with the pelt taxi is you bump. And well, then so... after you bump, you stop. 
I literally I just two turns you go nowhere. I literally just want to create a gif with you, Sean, in your head on a base, just spinning in a circle, just haha, I'm not castling. Haha, I'm not castling. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's what it is. I don't have to I'm following the rules. I I can have my entire group of ships just sit there and face each other and bump to my heart's content while one ship moves and that's not fortressing or castling i'm safe and again like if if that's if that's what you're doing to to win at a game of x-wing like what like what's going on bud like come on man aren't we here to have fun and play a game like if that's winning maybe that's your idea of fun in which case we need to get you a different list my guy like come on there's enough this is a this is a really fun much as cranky as i am about x-wing sometimes this really is a wonderful game and it's a lot of fun to play and there is fun to be had but like there should be f there there should be fun beyond just trying to do this to get the win because like nope there's no Winning. it's not like magic the gathering there's no money on the line it's just we're just here to have fun and play games because we all like the same stuff at least allegedly winning it's all about allegedly, winning that's why we all do this right guys? If, I, if i don't win it's not fun that's it. Man, if I took that... Second place is only the first place loser. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's the attitude we got to say. First or last. I stopped playing x because I wasn't winning. I would not have been playing for as long as I did because I lost a bunch when I started playing. But I kept playing because I like the game and I like Star Wars as a setting. Uh, and I like the people uh, I met from playing this game. <laughs> I've got to tell you, Grumpy, you're talking to a guy who usually goes zero and four at most comps. Yeah, I root okay. for my opponent. <laughs> I'm what, probably Brisbane's biggest X-wing player. When my opponent, when I roll natties after taking a focus and a target lock, I root for my opponent to roll three evades because my dice, <laughs> <laughs> and I get angry. Well, I take a focus, I take an, a, a freaking target lock, and for what? To roll natties? Is this what this game is about? Just natties? Just luck? <laughs> and my opponent's looking at me the hell is wrong with this guy like that's what you want you want natural evades or hits what's wrong with you it's like no you're rolling three evades you're gonna dodge my attack because dice <laughs> i feel bad when someone rolls natties to hit me and then i roll natty greens i'm just <laughs> like i'm sorry I, I feel bad about that <laughs> exactly oh all right so i'm gonna cut out probably about yeah. 45 minutes of this this Part, hey, but I mean, we got some good stuff there. Oh, absolutely. So I'm going to pose this question to Sean and even Joseph because he's played Hotak for years. Is there any point or situation that you have seen over the years to where castling, fortressing, or stalling is the right choice for one of these scenarios, missions in Hotak? Oh, it's not because there's a this, Only if and this, this you want to get swamped by the reinforcements. Well, this is a two-part question, so this might be a trap. I'm just saying. So go ahead, one of you. If you want to get swamped by reinforcements, go ahead and hide in the corner. Because <laughs> yeah, eventually that's there'll be so much, there'll be so many Imperials on the board, you won't be able to get out of the corner. Ooh. So they'll yeah. just be stuck either flying off the board or not being able to shoot you? No, they would just come straight at you. Has that worked? Yeah, and eventually you'd get overwhelmed. The, the, AI, the AI is written very aggressively. 
Yes. It will always come towards you. It will not sit in the opposite corner going one straight, one straight, K-turn, one straight, one straight. It's coming for your ass. <laughs> so go ahead. Sit in the corner because it's just going to throw wave after wave at you. Yeah, if you just don't do anything. In a 206, in a 206, I've got 200 points castling in the corner and there's 200 points coming at me. I might get a fair trade. In Hotak, there's no points. Yeah. The yeah, game does not care work. about your points. Let's yeah. put a point cost on an I6 Imperial Elite. <laughs> Uh, exactly. It yeah. it is just gonna keep throwing stuff at you. Yeah. Well, and that that's what I'm. And like, if we had maybe like a secondary objective system, like how Hotek, you have an objective that you're here to accomplish, we wouldn't see fortressing because, like, you could stay in the corner, but just puts you at a tactical disadvantage because either like you're gonna get um swamped or you just you'll run out of time because there's sometimes or even when we came up like like running and gunning like five straights out of the gate we were still hard pressed to finish the mission by the end of turn 12 so yep. like <laughs> yeah and i think if we could implement objectives into like regular 206 we might see less fortress i mean not, i'm not sure like fortressing is like a rampant issue in the game but like we would see less of it if we had yeah i don't think it is it's it's just people complaining about what they see on stream, which that's a, oh man, this is such a balancing act. What people see on stream is what they think is all of X-Wing. So if I see it once out of the six games I watched on stream, it must be a rampant issue. Yeah. <clears throat> also, like the stream sort of becomes almost like an echo chamber. Cause like, if you're just showing like the top meta, like the top tables, you're just going to see the top meta stuff. Whereas like, if you were to sort of pick a random X-Wing player and say, Hey, We'd like to stream all your games today. Just follow your progress, whether you go six and zero or zero and six. I think that'll almost be more interesting because you could see how, like, a like just like an, an average player, not like a top tier player, but just like an average player. Maybe pick a guy who's an interesting list or whatever. You just follow them around and just see like what does their day at the tournament look like, and what kind of stuff do they see, and what do they play, and how do they approach it. And I, I think there's more value than that in just looking at the top tables. You know. Damn, that's not a bad idea. Know. Just I follow have to agree one with player. That. I've, I've always thought about that. Damn. Is I think you'd see a more balanced view of what the meta actually is. Or like Probably, how yeah. From actually the, are in tournaments. From O and O to O and or to one and or six and six or whatever the heck it is. Six and O. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you you have no idea how that player is going to do that day. Like they could they could just like have a terrible terrible luck the first two games and just get swamped and then like have a really good rest of the day or they could have like a really great morning and then just sort of fall apart in the afternoon like. Hot damn. That's, that's something I've always wished that they could do, but like, I mean, I also realize like finding one person and then getting all of their opponents to agree to be on stream, that could be like an issue, hey. but. Always. Damn, now you're going to make me contact Dion and be like, yo, for your next tournament, can I just follow one player around and freaking waste a Saturday, but <laughs> now I might do like, it. Like, Patrick, if there was like a thing, like if we were like, doing an in-person event, if we ever get back to those, just put a camera on my table. I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, that would not be a bad. That's a Watch super amazing idea. I don't care. What? Uh, but so yeah. that is another. That's the echo chamber we're talking about. So you've got the either the one guy appears on stream out of the six matches of the day, and everyone thinks it's a problem. It or a, it's like, oh, this guy's bad. Or a podcaster gets that one player. And then talks about it and says it's a problem. And then all of a sudden it just, yeah, I remember that one time. Blah, 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 and just all of a sudden the echo chamber of, yeah, fortressing is a problem. It's like, is it really, though? 
or is it just that one guy that we all know that does it? Yeah. Well, it's it's like if you were to like you think about at least I, I think about like our local meta how it doesn't really match or at least that was one thing I noticed about our local meta early on in 2.0 like podcasters are like oh these are the lists you're gonna see and I go to our store and I wouldn't see any of those lists and I was like well this is nice because none of those lists sounded particularly fun to play against <laughs> like none of these sound like fun or engaging lists to try to yeah. play against but that's not where, here that's, that's something where, I really like about our our store but that's where me and Chuck align. When it beca- when a list that we've all of a sudden just been preaching is should be meta, when it finally becomes meta, we don't f-ing touch it. <laughs> yep. so, like, why aren't you flying Bosk? This is the time. And he goes, Bosk is meta now. I'm not going to touch that stuff. <laughs> it's, it's I like Chuck. I miss him. <laughs> I miss Chuck. It's like with the Ty V X or is it Ty X's? I think it's the Ty X ones where everyone's saying they were so overcosted. I built a list. I was doing, inc- I never lost a match except for one where I screwed up my dials. And then finally they gave it a points reduction. And now it's meta. Okay, I'm out. I'm good. I'm not touching those again. Yep. Um, it was, I think it was Dash. I know Dash isn't meta, but there was one point in time where I was trying to make Dash, Dash work because everyone says he's way overcosted. They give him a 12 point or whatever point reduction. I'm like, I'm not touching him now like they've they've tainted it i don't want it i pretty much did a lot of a lot of the lists i fly still fly now are lists that i cooked up like two years ago when when 2.0 first became a thing um because i enjoy flying them yeah like there are ships i know i want to fly and i'll fly them because i like them and they're fun but they just don't like my hatchet man squad with vader and vinda uh vader vinda and ved foslo so you just went with the v's <laughs> yeah 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 I-, I wanted vader in there i wanted vinda in there and i couldn't decide which other uh tie advanced pilot to take so i took ved because then it's the three v's see this is where x-wing should be like all of a sudden it should be all right every ship that you or every pilot you take has to start with the same letter go like <laughs> It could be fun. Like, there's fun, like, variant formats you could do with that, you know? There are variant, variant formats like that uh, uh, are becoming a thing. Because is it the Jala Junkyard Jamboree or something uh, at the moment? You're only allowed nothing more than an I-4, and you're only allowed one. Um, you're only allowed X amount of each chassis. You're not allowed to have two named pilots in the same ship. They've they've just put it. You've got to start getting creative with your list building. Okay, I've already got it. All right, so for somebody who flies Rebels, you can fly Wedge, Wolf Warrow, and Warden Squadron pilots. Go get them. <laughs> it works. Padres. Give it the Padre. <laughs> So now that I've seen fan-based run stuff, this is where like X-Wing should be going in. And I think AMG is going to take that, that torch and say, uh, like, the better that it's not 206, the better off the game will be. Uh, you still need those 206 mm-hmm. matches, but all of a sudden it's, you guys said scenarios. Scenarios in Hotak, make you get out of that corner. You can't sit in a corner. Yeah, you got stuff to do. Yeah. So another objective, like introducing scenarios into X-wing standard play. I th- I think that's the right move. I do. It gets well, rid of castling. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, and, heck, you even see like ob objectives fixing that kind of issue in other like other games. Like the scoring system in 40k Ninth Edition is way more. You you get more points for actually moving your army across the board. Like you don't see static gunline lists anymore. Oh, so Tau, <laughs> Tower well, screwed. Could, could you? Well, they'll get. I mean, there's Games Workshop has other balance issues, but like you could still like bring a, a list and shoot everybody off the board. But you're gonna lose out on a bunch of like points and things, and it's much. It makes for like more dynamic and more mobile games. And I'm like, that's if X-wing could get that kind of treatment, it would be good, you know? Yeah, I mean, even holding positions at range one to two, like you have a ship at this range one to two for how many turns you get a point. Like there is, a, you just need someone or a group of people who know what they're doing can balance that factor and then incorporate it into the game. It doesn't mean that the 206 goes away. That still would happen. It just means for players who are not interested or don't like 206, there's something there for them. And that's it. That's all we that's all most players want because most players don't play the 206 format. And it would be great if all of a sudden you saw on stream somebody castling and be like you know what? If all of a sudden you had to meet in the middle or you had to be range three of this little zone by a certain amount of turns or else you just get destroyed, yeah, that would immediately remove castling. And it's like, you know, that's not a bad idea. We'll take a look at that. Maybe range zero to four. Maybe that's a little better. Uh, maybe get out of your deployment zone because, you know, there's opposing yeah. uh, destroyers and frigates on either side of the map that say, okay, if you're in your deployment zone, you're just going to get shot. Or if you're not range zero to three of an enemy ship, you're gonna get shot or lose a shield every turn. Or like, I feel like yeah, just like or like be like, hey, you score victory, or maybe like make it so those other win conditions aside from total destruction. So like, say hey, you get victory points if by turn four, five by like turn five, you have a ship within range two of your opponent's deployment zone, or like give people victory conditions or like objectives they can bring, like how. I'm going to make another 40k analogy, because, like, in 40k, you've got the option to, like, there are numerous different kinds of objectives, and again, like, it's not, it's not a perfect system, but, like, there are other objectives, like, or it's, like, you need to have, like, a model in, like, three out of the four table quarters or whatever, so it's, like, maybe you divide the table into quadrants, and, like, like re you call it, even call it recon specialist, where you need to have ships on all the other places on the board. Yeah. I just, I feel like there are, if you put other ways to win or lose the game that aren't just total destruction in front of the players and put like a victory point incentive on it, you'll get people to come out of those deployment zones. Also make the games feel a little bit more because like how many of the Star Wars battles that we know and love were just straight dogfights? They were, they were always trying to accomplish something, even if it was just go in and blow up a thing. Give us objectives. I want to see it. <laughs> I, I can't really think of a game other than X-Wing, I'm sure they're out there to where it's just straight-up slaughter. I mean, you just said 40K. I'm thinking of Legion, Crisis Protocol. Uh, I mean, what, Armada even has, you know, certain situations to where you need to complete an objective. Uh, Epic, huge objective factors, even though it might not seem it, but, like, having an extra just shuttle on the field to where you have to either capture it, shoot it down, do something with it. Uh, damn, what else do we have here? I mean, Destiny is kind of a straight-up battle, but you're also trying to get things set up onto your 
your your side of the table to trigger certain events for your your deck to work. And I know X-Wing works in that way, but I mean, there's no Destiny deck that just sits there and doesn't play anything. <laughs> and it's, even outside of Star Wars, though, you get things like Flames of War. Um, oh, yeah, tanks as well. Crossroads. Take, take and hold the crossroads. Don't mm-hmm. just sit back yeah. here. Unless it's a specific attack defense scenario. Yeah. But even but the, that in itself is an objective. I, yeah. And that... Um, oh, something. Just something. Yeah. But, like, um, like, Patrick, I think you're going to say World of Tanks, right? Like, there's at least four scenarios in the in the base rulebook for that game. Like, Yeah. And I know fans have built stuff. I mean, but just to wrap this up, like... If you think castling is such a problem, the solutions are there, but you have to at least talk about them or embrace them. You can't just say, well, we just can't have people sitting in corners. It's like, okay, well, we need real serious rules to get you out of that corner. Well, you need to be moving your ships. Okay, well, I'll just do four. Like Sean said, I'll just do four Ks in the corner with my my defenders. I'm fine. I'm moving my ships. I've, I've successfully completed your idea of what castling is okay well uh you need to have your ships uh at least moving this speed well again i'm doing 4ks so what speed do you really need and like whatever people create there's going to be a way around it here's 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 a really salient question though at this point after having discussed it for so long do you think that castling is an issue in, in, second, in the game at the moment. Castling in itself, yes, is an issue, but is castling in general happening enough for it to be an issue? It happened enough for us to talk about? No, it, it happened on stream. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. it and then on podcasters stream. talked about it. That's why so it's an issue. It's, if one instance of it on stream is enough to get it talked about, does that make it enough of an issue, or does that mean we're in a slow news cycle? Is this that tree falling in the slow woods news thing? Cycle. <laughs> <laughs> if a podcast talks about I'm it, sorry, does anyone really listen? To... <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I think. I think if it didn't end up on stream, did it really happen? happen. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think it's to actually answer Nob- uh, not Nobby, sorry, uh, Sean's question without being sarcastic i don't think it's a big i'm gonna grant that i also haven't played x-wing in a couple of months but i don't think it's a big problem it doesn't it's not like how there are there aren't like specific fortress lists like there were it sounds like one player used a fortress tactic and it didn't even work out from now if he used this tactic and then won and then we watched him like fortress his way up the top of the ladder that'd be a different thing but i don't know yeah, that's it's not a... like four phantoms where you just sort of float around with the four star vipers. Like we talked about other times in 2.0 when fortressing was a worse issue. Yeah, um, I, I li- like exactly what you just said happened. It happened once. A player didn't do well. It's talked about in a social manner on a on a media platform that gets lots of attention, and then all of a sudden everyone remembers back to that one time they played that one dude. Or a girl who just sat there in the corner and they're like, "Yeah, fortressing is a huge problem." It's like, really? It's a this... fun. It's a fun think piece. <laughs> yeah, it, it goes fun. back to heroic. Was heroic really a problem, or was it no, like it when you washed your car, it rained type situation? Yeah. yeah. And that's. I... How many streams do you reckon you've watched in the last 
six months, Patrick? That's a bad question because I work third shift. So anytime something X-Wing pops up, I immediately click. <laughs> yeah, well, I've watched quite a lot of local stuff here. Um, and guess what? I haven't seen on stream a single case of fortressing. I mean... Now it's the new joke. Now it's everyone jousts. It's just, no, I didn't joust because I flew two straight, two straight, and then two turn right and two turn left, and we met in the middle. That's not jousting. Congrats, and so, you joust at an angle. <laughs> we jousted at an angle. <laughs> <laughs> we were pre-battle maneuvers. And so, rolled. Excuse you. <laughs> and it's like, how dare you, sir? I fly aces. I come up the side and I, you know, whatever the term is. <laughs> <laughs> flank it's like the astronauts wait it's all jousting always it's, has been <laughs> it always has been um <laughs> i mean i try not to joust i will go out of my way not to joust so i will do like the the four straight 4k and then come in at an angle and let you go through the rocks and then i'll i'll flank you with my entire squad just so that we're not jousting <laughs> but i i think both of you put it perfectly I think nobody is really taking advantage of this. It's just, it ended up in the echo chamber and it's reverberated and it's like, okay, well, if you really think it's a problem, let's do scenarios. No, it's not scenarios. No, 206. Then, then stop. <laughs> then just stop. It's fine. AMG clearly doesn't want to answer the question. Every judge is going to answer the question differently. Play, just play. Let's stop giving this so much airtime and actually start talking about things that are really important, like hashtag justice for Zari. And why the hell is heroic two points and disciplined only one? You know, yes. Wait, is that actually a real hashtag? I've been out of the scene for a little bit. but I'm, Oh my I'm god, scared. yes it is. It is. It is. It is. Me Needless to say, Nobby started it, but yes, hashtag justice for Zari. Yes. Is a thing. Oh, it really is. Beautiful. Is it that's amazing. So wait what is um what what is the Justice for Zari thing? Like what are we what are we trying to I mean aside from getting A Wings to be back again, but like what are we Okay, the, the whole Zari thing about after you go over over an asteroid or sorry, over a debris field. Oh yeah. Yeah, over if you completely pass over um, an obstacle, you may perform an action or something like that. But going over a debris field stresses Zari so she can't take an action. But the card doesn't say unless you are stressed. So Nobby's argument is the card just says fly over an obstacle, get an action. Now even Nobby agrees that no, she's stressed so you shouldn't get an action. But the A-Wing side of Nobby says, but the card says, get an action. The card says get an action. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. The, this... So Nobby's big thing is, even though Nobby agrees that she shouldn't get an action, the huge joke is, but the card says. So Nobby's big hashtag is, hashtag justice for Zari. Uh, I love it. At, at this point, my I'm favorite. Not lie, I kind of love it. My favorite thing now is just to throw cards at Robert to read and tell him, "All right, what does it mean?" <laughs> That's my favorite thing now, because 
I, Robert is in that place to where he'll play X-Wing. He loves, you know, things associated with X-Wing, but 206 just isn't really for him. So he is the perfect palette to throw things to and say, what does this mean to you? Because this is going to mean to 50% of the player base as well yeah. as you are basically saying, I'm reading the card this way, so I'm going to treat it this way unless I go and see it somewhere on a forum or a judge or someone tells me I'm reading it wrong. <laughs> and so that, that's where Robert is. And I'm, usually I don't even tell him to read the cards beforehand. I want him to read them as he plays or sees them because I love the way he reads them because he reads them perfectly, which is, I don't know. That's his answer usually. I, I have no idea how to rule this. I'd have to read it seven times. <laughs> there are some ambiguous cards. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, I flew, I flew Ved for three months without realizing that his maneuver didn't have to be on his dial. <laughs> uh, I think it was Josh. I'm not going to say which Josh. Um, but, yeah, he was flying uh, the latest Defender or – Interceptor, the the I five. Hold on, I want to look this up. The Defender I five, which we didn't, we no one. Oh, Volt Scaris. He didn't realize that the charge goes away at the end of the turn, so he was doing two actions every turn after he recharged the <laughs> the action. So he was taking focus target lock and wiping things off the table, and then he realized, oh, that goes away at the end of the turn. I'm like, yeah, he doesn't get two actions. He just gets to do an action after seeing the field before he engages or after he engages, whatever the hell it is. And he goes, well, now he sucks. I'm like, yeah, of course. That's what we've been saying. He sucks. <laughs> well, you know what? That's all right. Sometimes like, sometimes the cards are just worded in such a way that you're like, if that works how I think it does, that's pretty good. And they're like, oh, it doesn't work how, like, how I thought it did, and that's pretty bad. Yeah. You know? That's like Hera. Oh, Hera. Jesus. Oh, that, boy. I could, I, could, I could get a doctorate <laughs> on Hera. On how she... Uh, I could I could have an English there? lit doctorate, <laughs> if that's a thing, Good. on Hera. Dude, you can get an English lit doctorate. You can uh, write many, many papers and many words about Hera. So, <laughs> on just oh, Hera. yes. <laughs> on just how Hera is written. And just the... the, the oh, Jesus Christ. Um, but I'm trying to think of which one it, I'm looking at one of the latest cards, uh, performing Miru roll one. No, no. Maybe it was this guy defending against strength. No, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out which card it was, but it made Robert's head hurt and it was glorious. Again, no, it's the dude that lets you reroll out of the side arcs. That's what it was. I'm trying to think of which one that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that the, the the rebel the new resistance Y one? The one that made my head hurt when I read it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that one. Okay. It's wall attacking if there is a enemy ship in the or if you have a friendly ship in the left and right arc, you get to re-roll an attack die. It, like, holy Christ, FFG, the way you wrote that one. And and just making Robert read it. And if it makes his head hurt, you're making everybody's head hurt that has to read that. That's why I love it when Robert reads cards because that's your base. He is your, he's your line. <laughs> if he, if you're making his head hurt, yeah. you're making your base heads hurt. Yeah, we're we're coming up to what wave nine, 
in second edition. And I've just got to wonder, looking through some of the pilots, how many of them have actually never seen the table? That's a, that's that's a, a very question. good question. I'd be depressed to know the answer. I mean, I've seen... Oh, well, oh, damn, that's a very good question. Com uh, so if four pilots are put out and one of them is now meta, uh, I mean, does that make the ship successful or just that pilot's ability with that ship? But that's a very good question. I mean, because let's, I mean, let's look at the Phoenix Squadron. Uh, is anyone flying the B-Wings in meta? I haven't seen any. All right. What about you? Don't the... see, you still don't see many B wings. Full stop. Yeah. What about the A wings? Which ones do you see? Hera. Most of them. Hera. Uh, yeah. Hera, Ahsoka, Merle. Uh, so you see, yeah, maybe Ahsoka. Hera is the big one, and you still just see Jake. Uh, I know Shara or Shara is in the mix in there because they like her okay. ability to. What is it? While you do, while you defend or perform primary attack, if you spend one lock, you can uh, add a focus result to your attack. Uh, so, yeah, I could see your point. And it, I just heard a podcast talking about the scum to where everyone's flying Kanan. Nobody's flying the Y-Wings. So you got three ships in a pack. You're flying one-third of them, and you're flying one-quarter Oh, and maybe half, because I you you do have uh, who's the uh, the other guy Gamut, but people take the Gamut uh, crew, or Gamut crew. They're not taking the actual ship. Uh, and then Palov is still a thing. So I mean, to answer your question, I would say fifteen to twenty percent. So out of all new ships that come out, people are taking maybe fifteen percent of the pilots or ship that get released. <laughs> think about like as much as we like we, we we talk about like oh these cards are really hard to read but they do, the game developers do work really hard to make these cool abilities and like it feels bad when you look at that it's like well if we're not using 85 percent of the things that come out like that's that feels bad they work hard on these cards <laughs> i wouldn't say 85 percent because you, you do have upgrades well if, if, if only 15 percent of the pilots are getting used that means 85 percent of them aren't being used. <laughs> yeah the pilots yeah <laughs> I've done the classic trick of just taking your statistic and inverting it to make it sound worse than it is. <laughs> the classic blunder. This is politics. Well, just just bear with me, because I've just grabbed my deck of, of, of Imperial cards, which is by no means exhaustive. Random card. Valen Rudor, probably not a good example. <laughs> I mean, I've seen people fly Valen Rudor. How, how often do you I, see... How often do you see uh, pure Sabak anymore? Um, oh, no, you don't, because everyone takes uh, the Initiative 5 one. Duchess? Duchess. Yeah. Or they're, um, they're taking the I-2s because of Nash or uh, the other Interceptor that Sloan. lets you take the focus after you bump. Sloan, Sloan Swarm, but with Strikers. Yeah, Vizier uh, in a Reaper. What what is this? Oh, Goran. Everyone's Once taking Goran. Star Wings. When was the last time you saw Lieutenant Kasabi on the table? <laughs> when was the first time you saw Lieutenant Kasabi on the table? Let me know. 
Oh, I actually debate. used Kasabi and Vinder in a twin list not all that long ago. Oh, that's... But oh, I've never seen Kasabi on the table oh, prior to that. And that would be the first time I've seen Kasabi on the table, then. I would have to edit this in, because this was noted during one of the streams. Somebody asked, hey, when are you going to release the gunboats again? And AMG did not say we can't talk about it. Uh, we're looking into it. That's something we're interested in. They said, basically, I, I really I want to look this up because I don't want to misquote them. But again, it, it's not very reassuring of a quote. It was, uh, I have no reprint visibility, unfortunately. That just means the guy they asked doesn't know. I, that doesn't mean it's, it's not happening. It just means the guy they asked wasn't the right person to ask, right? I mean, honestly, I, he was the Atomic Mass Games for Twitch. He usually, or she usually, will post something of, we don't know uh, currently, but we're looking into it. That's something we're interested in. This was, we got no information on that. Nothing. Mm. Mm. That's also it's, a very, uh, like, corporately worded statement, though. Yeah. Was it was it on Twitter the other day? I, I think so. I'm swapping glasses. That I was reading um, a thing about re-releases, and from a business perspective, um, re-releasing bombers at this point in time. Why? There's still a ton of 1.01s around. Anything that was released in 1.0 is very unlikely to get an, another release anytime in the near future. Yeah, we did uh, an episode on that. Um, we, oh man, again, recon specials. We researched the hell out of it. And so far, I hate being right, and we are right. Um, I did a cross-check of what was still available in stores, what was canceled, what's of what's going to be releasing, and it was the whole, like, freaking Reaper pack with Saw Gerrera's pack, the Raider that they canceled because they said they were going to release it into 2.0, but then they said, no, there's enough in circulation. And I looked at Robert, I'm, so, I'm sorry, you're either going to not see your K-Wings for three years, or you're never going uh -huh. to see them re-released. Exactly. The same thing with the Reaper. And it, it, we also configured that with hyperspace because the Reaper has been in. I, I'm going to double check. I'm pretty sure the Reaper is still hyperspace legal, even though there's no. Yeah, still hyperspace legal. There's no rhyme or reason why this thing should be hyperspace legal. It should have been rotated out of circulation like everything else. It never has been. Why? Because they want people to buy them. And I was going to Asmodee's website as well as other websites to see what was still available for sale. And I'm, I'm not going to bet now because that might have changed. But Dimes for Donuts, you can still buy a freaking Reaper on one of these websites. Yeah, and that was on the 1.0 packaging and it'll have the 1.0 stuff with it, you know. And so I told Robert, I'm like, guess what? If it if it was in first edition and you want it for second edition, and you go back and see if it's still available for first edition, if it's still available, that's what you're going to buy. That's what's going to be in hyperspace until they get rid of all their old stock. They're not going to touch any new ships. No. No. Because, um, I mean, how do, you, how do you get people to buy more of what is already out there? Plus, you have... Um, 
you have the other issue of re-released ships. Anybody who went from first edition to second edition has already got all the pilots and everything. Yeah. And presumably the ships. Why am I going to buy them again? Ah, we'll put new pilots in there. Yeah. Yeah, unless it's like a really, like, really <laughs> awesome paint job. I'm not going to buy ships I already have because I've already got the, the physical plastic models, you know? No, not unless they re-release the gunboat, and then I'll go and buy it regardless. Yeah. And I'll probably buy five of them so that in ten years' time I can retire to a desert island. <laughs> and there it is. The Reaper is in stock. You can buy it for nineteen ninety-five. First so, edition with yeah. second edition. They're never going to reprint the Camogula because, like, our our local game store at the last campaign against cancer, they were quite literally giving Camogula one point Camogula's away as I as still, Zor prize. I still have so some. many extras. Me too. Mine's still in the packaging. And so it's like, why would I reprint the gunboat when I still can't get rid of other first edition stuff? So it's there's no incentive to to yeah. print out. So they. They could reprint the gunboat and sell it for 50 bucks, and people would buy it. Cause that's what people are paying right now for it on eBay. Uh, I don't. Or on Facebook Marketplace. I'm sure there would be a surge, but I guarantee that surge would die out quickly because people would not fly them in competitive play. People, I do. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's like I'm saying. want to buy the gunboats or buying them because they like the ship, they like the mini, they don't want to fly them in competitive, they want to just have the model. What? Which is valid. Like the X, the, the X wing ships are really cool. What, so for flight group alpha players, I, do you have any gunboats? No, sorry. <laughs> so I like I don't want to do a Pepsi challenge, but I guarantee you, Hotak is way above flight group alpha just merely because half the ships you need to fly the missions are not available, which would be the gunboat. Yeah. Um, I, you I'm can buy like, a Thai bomber second edition, right? And the bulk of the ships that you need for Hotak were available from like waves one through four of first edition X Wing. And a lot one of to five. one to five have massive collections of one to five first editions. Mm -hmm. Like so Oh wow. Like, there's just so I many mean who doesn't who doesn't have twenty plus TIE fighters? <laughs> Wait, you can't yeah. buy a TIE bomber in second edition? No, I haven't really no. it yet. Oh Jesus Christ. Yeah. I would wholeheartedly say that is why Flight Group Alpha is nowhere near as popular in Hotak 2nd Edition. Two ships that you need for half the missions are not available for sale. Unless you want to pay ridiculous amounts. Or you know someone who owns a 3D printer. Or, I mean, but on the plus side, though, at least TIE Bombers, like if, you're, if you're a legacy player, I mean, like if you've been playing since 1st Edition, you probably have a good fair few of them. Because between the TIE Bomber itself, they're in the Imperial Veterans or whatever that the pack with the Red Defender was back then. Yeah. There's a lot of them out there, but they've just never been put into 2.0 package. You might not have enough of 2.0 cardboard because people don't want to buy conversion kits, which I get. But like... And like that is a consideration. And guess what? Oh. Is not available in hyperspace. Die bombers. Die bombers. Am I right? Do I get a prize? Yeah, I'll send you uh, one token. I have a token here somewhere. Oh, I gotta say, I gotta say those those crit tokens were amazing. Oh yeah, that I got from the. He didn't even tell me he was sending them out. Just by the way, I sent all our Patreon crit tokens. What the fuck? Yeah. Hey, listener, if you're if you're listening to this, go check out their Patreon. They're great. Oh, as long as I can get to printing again, because Robert then just now informed me, he goes, oh, by the way, I'm out of token trays. I'm like, I need to start printing token trays, but our Christmas, if I can get it done, is going to be epic. And I don't mean that as a pun. Oh, wow. This is going to be a lot of editing. I think we're going to wrap it up there, though. All right.
<laughs> I'm already inebriated. Two beers down. But they are good beers. Anyways, thank you everyone for listening. I uh, hope this episode found you and found you well. Uh, please email us a list for Joseph. He used to fly five resistance A-wings, but since Heroic has gone up in so much cost, one and point per optics. ship. Hey, and optics. It's a ten-point <laughs> swing, buddy. <laughs> Two-point swing per ship. Jesus. Now we're getting well, really into the heart of the matter. Ten points over the whole list. Um, <laughs> yeah. We need lists for Joseph, so please... Um, Thank you. <laughs> match.com, or you know, we should do match.org for Joseph to help him find a new match.edu. list. Yeah, .edu. Please email us at reconspecialisttv at gmail.com. Uh, let us know a list that Joseph can fly. And also, go hit up, like Joseph said, our Patreon, Recon Specialist TV on Patreon. I mean, we send out quarterly gifts, and then all of a sudden there's just surprises that are going to arrive. We have a big Christmas gift coming, as long as I can get my ass in gear. Um, you can hit us up on both of our YouTube channels. We have Sling Paint Gaming and also Recon Specialist TV. We're going to be uh, dividing some stuff up, like some short play, long play stuff for both of those. Because uh, I just did in like 85 degree temperature rooms, or I think that's what, 20, 25 degrees Celsius, Sean? Yeah, about that. A little Sorry. bit over 25. Boom. See, I know how oh, I can convert. Um, and I completed that playthrough and destroyed the Leviathan spoilers. Uh, you can go over to our Discord, uh, which is, I, I'll put a link below if I remember, and join our Discord so you can listen live to when we do these things. You can go over to our, shoot, what's it, not Patreon, but, um, well, what the heck is there? What else is there? I have to go to our other thing. Did you mention the Etsy store? Uh, the uh, Thank you. Recon Tokens. <laughs> go to recontokens.com or go over to Etsy or go to Google and search Recon Tokens. Go over to our page. Uh, you play X-Wing, we've got X-Wing. If you play anything other than X-Wing, we've got it. If you don't see it. Uh, you can email us at recon.tokens at gmail.com and ask for a custom token. We can make anything you want on that token. Uh, and, yeah, customize whatever the heck you want. Uh, but we don't just have tokens. We've got keychains. We've got altar cards. We've got uh, medals. I mean, if you really want to give your guys medals after they win a tournament, boom, slap a medal on them, make them show off their bling the next time they go to a big tournament, and let them know everyone how big of a local they are. Uh, and, yeah, uh, I think that's it. I'm pretty sure. I mean, we do have a lot. I'm going to Let me go over here. Over here. I'll click on a video because I have links all there. Should you mention the new Recon Specialist hoodies? Oh, yeah. oh, that's right. oh, yeah. I, I, okay. Uh, we have now. swag. I have no idea how to get to this swag other than providing a link. Because <laughs> when you search for the store, it just brings you to the web page where you say, "Hey, start, uh, start stuff." So we're gonna start including that link there. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'll include a link to where you can go buy T-shirts, mugs. Uh, <laughs> it's pint glasses have a drink on us uh and go order that stuff 
Um, oh, Facebook. That's what it was. Okay. And Instagram. You can go over to our Facebook channels. We got Recon Specialist TV and also Rexpec X Wing Miniatures, to where Recon Specialist is all our games. Rexpec X Wing Miniatures is just X Wing. And Instagram, you can follow me. That's, I think, the old link. It's now Recon Specialist TV or Recon underscore Specialist underscore TV to where I post all the side stuff that we do, like projects I'm working on, games that I'm in the middle of playing, and stuff that I'm testing out. Also, there's Twitch. Go over there, Recon Specialist TV. I think that's it. That's that's everything. That's a lot. That's a lot. Are you sure there's nothing else? That's a lot of things, Patrick. There's always more. There you go, Patrick. I'll leave you with that as the ultimate in art. Oh, hold on. I got to go over to Discord. Where is it? What is it? Is that uh, Cammy? Who is that? Sabine. That is Sabine. Sabine Ty. Painted metal. It looks like Cammy from Street Fighter. I love that art. And double sided. Oh, that's gorgeous. Oh, and an A Wing. Oh. Yeah, Sabine that's good. in the A Wing. Sabine in the tie. Isn't that beautiful? That is beautiful. That's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, and we got our blueprint series that's coming up. We're doing all the torpedoes Proton, Ion, um, and Advanced Proton. <laughs> so I'm saving up. I'm saving up for the postage so I can order a full set of them. Oh, I don't have to save up for the cards. I just need to save up for the bloody postage. <laughs> so work with Padre. Padre's good. He'll make. He'll figure something out. He always does. He's a miracle worker when it comes to shipping. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Thank you, everyone. I'm calling it. I'm tapped out. I'm good. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Good night, Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you.